0: Happy New Year. It is Dr. Shante and welcome to Believing Bigger, a podcast that equips entrepreneurs and influencers with the tools, the confidence, and most of all, the faith to believe bigger in their dreams. I cannot believe that we have come this far in the season. We are literally at a little bit more than the halfway point. There's going to be 25 episodes this season. This is our 14th of 25 episodes, and we will be having our last one April 12th. It will be here sooner than you think, but let's not talk about that right now. Right now, let's focus on, Our new year, our new series. I told you that we were going to be kicking things off with another Believe in Action series, and I'm excited about this one. This is a three part series all about branding. So, this is the brand series and about how we need to be looking at our brands for 2017 success. However, before I move forward, I would be completely remiss if I did not acknowledge that by the time you hear this podcast, our country will be under different leadership. And I would like to extend a heartfelt thanks and my sincere appreciation and gratitude for President Obama. He'll always be my president. Um, And I would like to say, well done, good and faithful servant. I do understand and realize and fully acknowledge that President Obama wasn't just a president for quote-unquote Christians. He wasn't just a president for believers. And there are some decisions that he made policy-wise that did not necessarily align with that belief system, with that paradigm, at the same time, it doesn't mean that just because I did not agree with every decision that he made that he wasn't a good president. He was a good president because he was a president of the people. And his decisions tried to benefit as many Americans as he possibly could, whether you were a student struggling with student loan debt and the affordability of college, whether or not you were a veteran looking for some recognition and respect and some support after your service to our country, whether you were a single mom looking for resources to get your child into Head Start programs so that your child could get the benefit of education at an early age, just so many things, so many programs put in place, whether you were a homeowner that was struggling to make ends meet, putting in place programs and policies that allowed you to make your housing more affordable or health care more affordable. I appreciate that he made the best decisions possible with what he had, and he didn't always have a cooperative Congress. He had a lot of opposition, a lot of resistance but he stayed the course. He persevered and a job well done. So President Obama, you have earned uh, this much needed rest. And I know that your work will continue as a private citizen. And you have so much admiration. President Obama's approval ratings are through the roof (laughs) right now. And if people could have him for four more years, they would. But we do appreciate you, sir. So our commander in chief, in his words, Obama out. So let's jump back into this series. So the belief in action series, the brand series, we're going to be talking about three things in this series. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about five elements of a compelling brand. Number two, we're going to be talking about next week, how to find your brand voice. And we're going to end this series with how to monetize your brand in 2017. So, our guiding thought, our scripture for today is Matthew 5 14 and 15, which says this You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they set it on a lampstand and it gives light to everyone in the house. So, this is a great illustration of what branding is. Okay, so many of us have talents, we have gifts, we have people that we're called to serve and things that we're supposed to do. And Sometimes if we don't have the confidence and the wherewithal, we will do exactly that, that we just kind of hide our lamps under a basket. We have all this great and amazing talent, but nobody can see it. And so here Jesus is saying that you are the light of the world. You're supposed to shine, not in an arrogant way, not in a way that is self-seeking or self-serving, but in a way that... Glorifies Christ, but also in a way that showcases the gifts and the talents and the abilities that He's bestowed upon you as a way to draw people closer to Him. So sometimes when we draw people closer to us, we also have the ability to draw people closer to Him because of the Christ that is in us. So, five elements of a good brand. Let's start with number one. The first element of a good brand. So, if you don't have your pen and your paper yet, you need to stop, pause, grab it because this is definitely going to be one of those good old note taking series. So the first element of having a good brand, of having a compelling brand, is that your unique sales proposition extends beyond your product. So some of you might be familiar with that term, your unique sales proposition, your unique selling proposition, your value proposition. And basically it's what distinguishes you from everybody else in your market that offers what you offer. And sometimes we try to make that distinction based on things like price, saying that, oh, I'm cheaper than my next competitor, or we'll say, I'm unique because of the number of services that I offer at this price versus the number of services that they offer at a different price. Or we'll try to distinguish ourselves based on quality that we only use the most high-end makeup or that we only use the highest quality ingredients in the products that we make or that we try to distinguish ourselves based on credentials saying that, you know, our people are highly qualified. They're trained at this institution or that institution and they have these letters behind their names. And all of that is fine in terms of making a distinction, but if you really want your brand to be compelling and you want to grow your audience, your brand needs to be asking this question, how does your brand make the world a better place? And how do you let people know that it does? And so I think about, for example, the shoemaker, Tom's. Tom's is very well known that if you purchase a pair of Tom's shoes, they will also give a pair of shoes to someone in need. And so when people are buying the shoes, yes, it's a good quality product, but in buying those shoes, they also know that they are helping somebody else that is in need. And so that's what I mean when I say distinguishing yourself based on not just what you make or what you do, but what is it that you're making happen in the world? What is it that you're doing to make the world a better place? How does your brand encompass a larger worldview, a bigger set of core principles and core values that make you unique and distinctive because anybody can find somebody that's kind of shoving product in their face and say, buy mine, buy mine, not theirs, not theirs. That's not unique. That's not distinctive. And even though you might offer excellent quality, you might be excellently trained at what you do. At the same time, you have to ask yourself if you're thinking bigger. So, you know, believing bigger, how does your brand shape perceptions of the world how does your brand draw people in so for example since we're talking about presidents I would say that the Obama brand is one of inclusiveness it includes and tries to bring people together and it inspires the best in people it inspires change in people even when things are looking dark and dismal and bleak even though he's the president and he's a little bit about more than just vote for me, you know, let's let's make me a good president because I have these credentials versus those credentials. He says, no, make me the president because this is how I want you to see the world. This is the world that I believe that we can live in. This is what I believe that we can do together. Here's the work that I believe that we can gather ourselves together and accomplish and make the world a better place as opposed to current leadership, which is not Inclusive, uh, which tends to be very exclusive and very polarizing and has alienated a lot of people. And so, this is what I mean when I say the brand, okay, should exceed things like products and services and ingredients and price and those types of things and what your competitor is doing versus what your competitor isn't doing. It's about how is it that you are using your platform to create a vision of the world, to create a vision of possibilities for your clients and the people that you want to serve. So number one, your value proposition, it has to extend beyond the products and the services that you have to offer. Which brings us to our second component of a good brand, and that is that your values should be evident to your audience. Your value should be evident to your clients. So, for example, it's not just a matter of are they buying what you're selling People want to know, what am I buying into? And so if you're trying to increase your brand, I mean, if it's a loaf of bread, they can get a loaf of bread anywhere. But if those values, you know, we tend to gravitate towards things that resonate with values that we like or that we appreciate. For example, there are some things that have happened with establishments. So for example, there have been some controversial things that have happened with Denny's, in terms of things like racism and discrimination. There have been some things that have happened at the restaurant Maggiano's in terms of having some hate speech and hate leadership uh, host events at their restaurants. And when these types of things happened, um, even in Chicago, so I'll use Mike Ditka, for example. Now, I love his restaurant, Ditka's. I ate there all the time. And then he came out and said some really disparaging and kind of racially insensitive comments and I said well that's it I'm done eating at Ditka's no ifs ands buts about it I'm not going to patronize a restaurant that doesn't value who I am as a human being or value my culture and so this is why it's important for you to demonstrate what your values are as a brand because it's better to be proactive about it than reactive about it it's better to be upfront and say This is who I am. This is what this brand stands for. This is what this brand represents. And sometimes people don't want to do that because they think that they're going to alienate people or that there's going to be people who aren't going to buy their product. But at the same time, like attracts like. All money is not good money. I've said that in so many episodes of this podcast. And so it doesn't matter that you alienate, quote unquote, people that don't espouse or align with your value system because the good news is that you are going to attract that many more of people that do align with your value system. And so in your about page on your website or wherever it is that you are connecting with your audience, you should say, this is what I'm about. These are my core values. These are my core principles. This is what I believe. This is what I espouse. This is what my worldview and my perception is. And it doesn't mean that you have to say, that your religious view is this and that your political view is that but what I'm saying is is that if you believe in empowering women and your brand is about empowering women then somewhere on your bio it should say that if your brand is about inspiring change in, in urban neighborhoods then it should say that that's what you support and that a portion of the proceeds go to support schools or you support the arts you know for children and Those types of things because people want something to buy into. It's not just enough to buy your product, but I like this brand because they support X, Y, and Z or that they value or they think these things are important and I think these things are important. So make sure that you are not just highlighting what it is that you offer, but also highlighting what it is that you believe and what it is that you espouse as it is appropriate for the kind of client and audience member that you want to attract which brings us to number 3 inclusive marketing. Um inclusive doesn't mean well it, it can mean inclusive meaning like include different races, ethnicities, genders, but that's not what I mean when I say include. When I say inclusive marketing, meaning find ways to include your audience. So instead of just kind of interrupting them with read my newsletter or interrupting them with look at this post about some random outing that I'm attending, Include them, involve them. What are some ways that you can engage them? The more that you can get people involved, the more that they feel like they have a hand in the brand, the more successful that it tends to be. And so, some clear examples of this would be the Dove Love Your Body Challenge. And so, Dove has a very strong platform that encourages women to love their bodies. And so, they ask women to send in pictures and Highlight what it meant for them to, you know, love their bodies and they created a montage about it. The people, the producers of the film, straight out of Compton, we did that whole straight out of Chicago, straight out of South Philly, straight out of Detroit. It was inclusive marketing to get people invested in a way that they could understand and relate on some level to the movie. The same thing happened around Mother's Day. Hallmark did the same thing with the I Love Mom. Now, I don't know that it necessarily increase the foot traffic of people going into Hallmark and buying cards but the I love mom filter where people were able to take pictures of themselves and their moms and post it on their social media timelines that's inclusive marketing and so something that you need to be asking yourself is how is it that I include people in my marketing am I just always showing them look what I can do look what else I can do look how cute this is look how cute that is that's cool You know, fashion posts, outfit posts, style posts, food posts. That's fine to a certain extent, but what can the consumer really do with that? It might give them some inspiration to kind of go out and replicate the same thing, but it's not the same thing as involving them, as engaging them, as allowing them to have a piece of what it is that you do on a day-to-day basis so that they can connect themselves and resonate more closely with your particular brand. Which brings us to number four engage the emotions we don't do this enough a lot of times we are so apt to show how cute something is And we're trying to build the social capital, which I believe in social capital. Social triggers are very powerful. We are very social creatures. But we are also very emotional creatures. And haven't you noticed that the brands that make you feel are the ones that you tend to share? So, for example, the biggest, most relevant example that I can think of right now is the television show, This Is Us. If you are not watching this show, OMG, go to NBC.com, get caught up, binge watch, and bring a box of tissues. This Is Us is an excellent show because it talks about the complexities of family and it gets into race relations and just how things from our childhood can formulate our worldview as adults and how we have to resolve some of those issues and repair some relationships along the way. It's a really good show. But one of the things that I see consistently every Tuesday night when the show comes on on Twitter for people who are live tweeting about it is the tearjerker moments. That show, I think there have probably been maybe eight or nine episodes at this point. I think I have cried (laughs) through like seven of those episodes. Just like, oh my gosh, because it starts to make you relate and you can feel it. And when you feel it, people want to share it and they say, oh my gosh, are you watching this show? If you, if you haven't, it's the best thing. Or if you see something that is funny or hilarious, if we roll the tape back to November with the beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chick- that was so funny. I mean, it just kept getting funnier and funnier and more and more ridiculous. And I got to give props to Pastor Shirley Caesar because she monetized that bad boy. She said, oh, okay. you Well, you had not intended it for a joke, but I'm gonna go ahead and turn this into a profit to support the organizations and the communities that I want to serve since you want to put it out there. But that whole beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, The reason why it got shared is because it ignited an emotion. It was funny. And so this doesn't mean that you should be inauthentic. If you're not a funny ha-ha person, then don't go out there shucking and jiving and looking crazy. However, if there's something heartfelt that you can share, a moment of transparency and vulnerability, transparency gets shared. Vulnerability gets shared. A great example of this is uh, Nicole Beachy. So her new brand, EXO Nicole, not too long ago, she had done a video post about how broke she was, about how she was walking red carpets and living high on the hog. And then once she decided to make a shift in her brand because of some moral dilemmas that she was facing and decided she wanted to do something more meaningful and purposeful rather than gossip and spilling the hot tea, she said, wow, I went from from the top to pretty much almost calling my auntie saying, can I come and sleep on your couch and move in with you for a couple of months? Because I can't keep up with bills in this lifestyle because of the audience and the sponsorship and the kinds of opportunities that she missed out on when she made that brand shift. And that post went viral because they were like, wow, this is like the sacrifice that you make when you are trying to live authentically and it's not always going to be this perfect pretty picture and an immediate happy ending that sometimes there's going to be some struggle along the way. And that post received a ton of traction. It received a lot of views. And so think about in what ways is your brand igniting emotion? This is so important. From a psychological perspective, it's so important that you will fall in love with the granite countertops and the stainless steel appliances in a house before you logically think, I can't afford this. But you've already started placing your your furniture and already envisioned the family gatherings in the backyard and on the deck and things like that. Uh, you fall in love with the pair of shoes before you flip it over on the bottom and you're like, ooh. That's not in the budget. And you start trying to rationalize, think about ways that you can afford it and what lunches you're going to skip. We are emotional creatures. Your audience, the people that you're trying to sell and market to are emotional creatures. And so in what ways can you have meaningful, heartfelt interactions with them, whether they're laughing or crying or somewhere in between? How is it that you are engaging emotionally with your audience? And then number five, our last point for this episode is how is it that your brand is helping people to reach their goals? So excellent brands help people help themselves. And so this is the real value. Sometimes we are so caught up in selling products and services and come to my event and we're trying to sell tickets, but we're not selling the experience. We're not selling the outcome. We're not selling the results. We're not saying by coming to this event, I can help you do X, Y, and Z. So a lot of times I'll use the example of a makeup artist. A makeup artist, it's one thing, yes, to try and and book faces because that's how you get paid. You don't get paid if your wrist is not moving and painting faces. At the same time, think about how much more could be made if you had workshops that taught people how to do this or offered one-on-one services to help them achieve a certain look. So things like, you know, tutorials. So if you offer tutorials and things that that help people to help themselves, they love that. That's why things like uh, makeup tutorials, that's why things like, cooking shows and cooking tutorials and cooking videos, especially uh, those tasty videos from Buzzfeed, OMG, so good. That's why they're so viral. You look at the views on those, they're getting millions of views because those videos are helping people to help themselves. And so when people are trying to achieve a certain look or they're trying to achieve a certain goal, like I'm just trying to get dinner on the table for my family tonight, or they're trying to abolish fear and put away self-doubt and trying to increase their potential to achieve their goals. How does your brand show that? And what way do you demonstrate that your brand is the answer to a problem, is the answer to a prayer, is the, the catalyst to help achieve a goal? You have to make that clear and explicit rather than just saying, I offer these services and I've been featured on these shows and I've been to this place and here's my picture with Steve Harvey and here's my picture with Martha Stewart and here's my selfie with Issa Rae. Ta-da, I'm an expert. No, that's good for you. And I'm not throwing shade or saying that that's bad or poor publicity or anything like that. It certainly enhances your credibility. At the same time, though, to have a compelling brand, you have to demonstrate clearly how your brand helps people achieve what it is that they desire to achieve in their lives as it relates to what your brand can offer. So that is it for the Belief in Action Series Part 1 Five components of a good brand, a compelling brand. So make sure that you tune in next week for part two, which is how you find your brand voice. In other words, how is it that you attract? What is the copy that you use to engage people? How is it that people can distinguish your voice in a very noisy and crowded platform of people that are clamoring for visibility and for notoriety so we're going to be taking a look at all of that on our next episode on our next part of this series if you have any questions comments takeaways or highlights you know you can always hit me up at dr shante says on twitter and on instagram and i will see you next time